Save the King. Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I'm your host Anne Gripper, and in the most bounced around episode there has ever been, our Jenny BT waits for you once again because Russell Myers is back. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm not too sure whether I, am I is that a good thing. It's always a good thing oh, to see you, you, Russell. You. We're very, very delighted to have you back. And it means we'll be able to answer Roby's questions that he said to Yes, the we've got some questions up for it. So we'll, we'll do those a bit later on. But yes, the uh, the much trailed and very excellent coming episode. I've heard lots about this. Uh, we'll, we'll come in the coming weeks uh, for the summer. So we have Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland uh, to look at and their perspectives well, not the whole countries, but representatives of those countries who I have Indeed. Uh, wangled into having a chat with good friends of mine from around. Have you started a revolution? No, you've not been away to. that long, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> how, are you, how are you? How have you been? I'm all right, yes, I'm all right. I've had some uh, I've had some procedure on my back where I've had a big needle inserted into it and, you know, I'm pretty much tap dancing, aren't I? Yeah, like, we've, yeah. Got, we've got a little cushion in the studio. Yes. So that lovely Dan Jackson, our producer, is trying to look after Everybody him. keeps saying to me, oh, God, you look so much better. I was like, God, how, how <laughs> bad did I look before? But uh, maybe I should have done a before and after. But I feel, I feel good. It's good you've to got, be back. You've got a spring back in your step and it is very good to see. Thank you. So, Royal Oh gosh, yes. There was a big visit this week. Big visit. I mean, big President visit. Joe Biden. Yeah. And they looked like they had a lovely time together. They, they did. Well, they looked like brothers. Uh, you know, like a, you know, people who possibly have met before. We know that they have, and they. Uh, it was very warm. I thought. I guess you know it must be easy because they've similar generations, and it's uh, maybe I don't know. It's just. Comfortable yeah, with the weight like, of responsibility. Less of like brothers, more like you know, mates down the golf club, perhaps. <laughs> there was a lot of pa- arm patting and shaking hands and you know, warm warmth of a sort of um, meeting, I thought, was, was rather nice. And was there any particular significance to the meeting? Like, why was the meeting happening? Well, the re- reason is it's the NATO summit, of course, and he's, he's on his way over. So, of course, he's, not, he's got to stop off and refuel the plane, I'm sure. Uh, popping into number 10 and Windsor Castle would have been well on the list if ever there was an opportunity. And when opportunities come up like this to affirm and sort of uh, cement the special relationship, you know, they like to... Um, Sort of waft that out every now and then but it was good for him to to meet the king because uh he didn't come to the coronation and there's a lot of discussion about why he didn't why he sent his wife not sent his wife but dr jill biden was there as a represent a representative of uh both the president and and the country so um Yes, it wasn't a state visit, but they did roll out the red carpet. There was uh, certain checking the Guard of Honour on the lawns, and uh, it was all very warm and cordial. And then, you know, taking them in to the actual castle, showing them the artefacts, talking about sort of their green policies, climate change, both men very, very passionate about that subject. I was a bit disappointed because we didn't get, you know, a press conference or a sit down or any sort of words from either of them. We couldn't really hear what was being said. We couldn't hear at all what was being said between them. You just saw the sort of warmth exuded from both of them that the, they enjoyed being in each other's company. But, but do you think Joe Biden's a little bit stung? You know, when he was over last time and then he came out and he started chit-chatting about what him and the Queen had been chit-chatting about and that was really not the done thing. Does it mm. feel like actually maybe it is a bit more the done thing now that you could chat a bit more freely about what you talked about with Charles? Well, I suppose so. It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, Charles, you know, saying the bleeding obvious, but Charles is a king, the monarch. 
he deserves the reverence and respect of the late queen in the same job almost. You see what I'm saying? Uh, but it, it just doesn't feel like that because we, we know this guy. We know what he's like. It's almost like, okay, well, he's just sort of not necessarily filling in. He's, he's, it's, it's sort of the sandwich between the queen and <laughs> Prince William. Oh, that's harsh. And I know uh, the filling in, but, but that has been said before, hasn't it? Well, isn't it more that actually we, we do know that Charles cares about this stuff and one of the other questions I was going to ask you know obviously one of the big discussion points was Charles isn't allowed to interfere I mean he wasn't really meant to be interfering before but he was slightly (laughs) slightly freer to be you know campaigning on environment and campaign campaigning not just Mm. saying these things matter but saying actually you know just being a bit more proactive and I don't know, trying to drive action on it. I mean, we've seen William trying to drive action on things at the moment now in his Prince of Wales role on homelessness um, in particular. But, you know, Charles isn't meant to be doing that now. But is he is he allowed to speak to, you know, Joe Biden, a man who sets policy in America? Is he allowed to chat Joe Biden up and say, I really think you should be doing a bit less oil and a bit more Well, you Well, you definitely wouldn't have got the Queen doing that, would you? But I think... Charles is not going to change his spots, is he? Everybody knows what he's like as a man, as a campaigner, as environmentalist. And, and of course, we must take that um, into the future as well, because you're not expecting a man who's been doing this job, let's say, for 50 years and campaigning on the same things for the same amount of time to just forget all that and say, oh, you know what, I'm wearing this hat now, so I can't change. And I know he said before, you know, I'm no fool. I mean, he's no fool in terms of writing letters to ministers and whatnot. But I think he's not going to shy away from saying, um, you know, these are certain policies which we should be looking to. And in the quiet moments of speaking to President Biden, I think Biden would respect him as a man and a campaigner first, rather than acknowledging him as the king. Yeah, he's, he'd be speaking from a position of actually a reasonable amount of knowledge. Well, he's, I mean, he's, he's a world expert. I mean, you don't get pe- you know, people doing the address at Davos, you know, for nothing. So he's respected and he is very knowledgeable about these things. So if he's in a room with you and there's no cameras, then I'm sure they're going to be speaking very, very freely. Oh, maybe it is even more important that people keep their counsel after speaking to Charles than it was after speaking um, speaking to the Queen. And then there's a bit of, you know, they got the guards out again. Oh, yes. Busy time for the it's, soldiers. It All is. I mean, it's been, you know, things will die down now, won't they? Because we've got the summer recess and... Is it called recess and... Uh, Royal for Land. Parliament. It is for Parliament. Yeah, I suppose we could call it reset. They're going to be going on holiday, uh, although not Prince Andrew for his last two weeks in July. I saw this week people making a bit of a meal out of it. But Balmoral uh, open to the public for somewhat longer than usual. Till August the sixteenth, so he can't go on his holiday. Or it's or just be a slightly shorter. I'm holiday. sure it will. I'm sure he'll still get the uh, the invitation. I'm you know I'm not going to lose sleep over Prince Andrew's holiday arrangements to be honest, <laughs> but um, I'm sure he'll get to to go. They're sort of cramming things in for the last couple of weeks. I'm sure, obviously, a royal at Wimbledon over the coming days. Uh, another, we, one. We, another one. Another one. Right, we did a see. visit. Yes. Um, but it, it will we'll, we'll slow down. And then there are lots of things to look forward to that I can't talk about starting in September. So Ooh. straight after the August sort of summer summer break, it's going to be busy. And yeah, I think that is probably the right time because I do not think. Since the Queen's passing, we have seen anywhere near the activity of the royal family. I think they're working on bigger projects. Certainly the King and Queen are getting used to how Buckingham Palace still works. We're coming up to sort of 
Yeah, gosh, I don't suppose the, the the Queen, the anniversary of the Queen's death, they were straight into the office on day one. I'm sure there was a period of transition, but even when we're speaking about the Sovereign Grant a week or so ago, they were still talking about a very transitional year. This is the year where things were quite slow moving. They have to get used to the whole mechanism of how Buckingham Palace worked and what it is to be the monarch. You know, that is talking about the conversations you may have, what you can speak about, what replies to letters or whatnot you may do on a day-to-day basis so and the round of duties that absolutely. come around like me you know you have to meet the prime minister every week and well all these audiences that you get has met you know world leaders the you know, governor generals and people who are flying in and on their way to somewhere else pit stopping to see him that was that these are this is the business of the monarch it's very very different to being the prince of wales as he has found out it's like when you've got a new house and initially everybody wants to come see you and check it out and then yeah. after that it all calms down and you can get on with life. well i mean you can't you know, see our house with still boxes in it a year later have to, have to come down and <laughs> have an like, ice cream you sure do yeah we're like living like the borrowers so <laughs> it's just ridiculous but it was quite uh, it was quite fun uh, you know Joe Biden was very happy to have a nice chat with the uh, soldiers and have a little bit of a hurry along. Oh, yeah. Charles was sort of, you know, practically dragging him by the end. Come on. I mean, Joe Biden is, uh, he likes to stop and have a chat. It's nice to stop and have a chat with people. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You were here a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the royal family's finances. You just mentioned it there. We Mm. did have a couple of good, uh, good messages in from listeners on Oh, I should have looked at these Instagram. before we sat down. This, no, is, this is like a test, isn't it? Quiz. Oh, God, I don't do well, well no, on so these. Kim Gosling, who I actually missed a, a message from her a little while back, who sent me a very nice picture of King Charles sort of leg, legging it, looking very active. And it was a picture of his back. She said it was Windsor Castle today visiting from Australia and was not expecting to see King Charles. Not quick enough getting my camera out of my bag. Two laughing, crying faces. Um, so that was her message from back in May. But she also suggested that maybe I was being a bit harsh, saying that Charles should turn the thermostat that down in the rooms that don't have people in she said i presume most rooms in the castles would have very expensive artwork which would need to be kept at a constant temperature for presentation reasons just like any art gallery so 16 degrees is probably not unreasonable for lesser used rooms so that is a really good thought kim thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing the picture as well i very much enjoyed it and um, i hope you had a fantastic time on your visit to windsor now spot Mm, quiz for russell let's see how much russell really knows about the royal family and the money which is the tough bit it's very tough i mean we could do a different quiz which would be about the what they wear or you could have you could have done me a favor and show me the question i sent you the questions two weeks ago oh no gosh before you were off okay here we go but you've been busy so uh, Roby says, as an American, I have questions about the royal family's finances. Number one, does the money actually come from taxes paid by subjects or is the crown estate not money that subjects pay? Now, the sovereign grant is from, I mean, it, it's it's all our money, isn't it? So the, the crown estate profits are given to the government and then giving a percentage back. So the, argue, the argument is... Is I suppose it's not that simple because the argument is, is that the royal family's money and they've done us all a favour by giving us it's all It's basically their... the agreement yeah, so that so, we, let, yeah. we don't have a revolution. <laughs> yeah, by saying, we'll give you this money, but we'll take a percentage of it back. And George Osborne gave, George Osborne gave them more money. And of course, there's a big resurfacing of Buckingham Palace that we, the taxpayer, are paying for to the tune of about 370 million. But you could argue that it is the royal family's money, but you could equally argue saying well this is you know stolen lands from centuries ago that they have no business in having or keeping so I'm gonna sit on the fence on this one because it is 
I, I think it's a complex issue. I think you can you can say it's taxpayers' money. So it's like a, it's sort of like a tax rebate for the royal family. Yes, to a certain extent. And that if, is, yeah, if that correct. money wasn't given back to the royal family, taxpayers would or, have it. Would yeah. have it. But their argument is, of course, that they need money to, in order to um, be pay for the family. be for the royal family. You know, go on trips and do all this sort of the welcoming and keep the palaces and the castles all pristine and proper. Uh, However, then it's further complicated by the, the, the Duchy of Lancaster, which is the private money of the sovereign, and the Duchy of Cornwall, which is the private finances of the Prince of Wales, which has now been passed over to William. And again, we saw how you know it, that's in, it, the intricacies of that. That it was in twenty-four million pound profit. Charles took twelve million for himself. William took twelve million, but gave six million back. So I think we sort of semi-answered it, maybe. But let's get it precise. Does the country own the Crown Estate? And is the country entitled to that money? Now, I, this is the one I did look at, because we were speaking about this a few weeks ago, and I did look this up, and I found it just now, right? So, it's complicated, because the Crown Estate is not the private property of the king, which surprised me, because I thought, you know, maybe the, 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 the monarchy owned the Crown Estate. Now... It says, uh, our assets are hereditary, which is the crown estate, are hereditary possessions of the sovereign held in right of the crown. This means that the sovereign owns them for the duration of their reign, but cannot be sold by them, nor do their revenues from the assets belong to them. Now, that is interesting because the UK government doesn't own the crown estate either. And it stretches all the way back to 1760. And that was George III. Now, he had the basically handed over land and property to the government, which was kind of before the sovereign grant. It was called the civil list. Handed over all these in order for income to the government in return for a fixed salary, and that is what the sovereign grant is today. So, could if there was a revolution, could the uh, monarchy, could the king sell the crown estate? Well, no, it doesn't look like that. So, or you, know, you could say he's he's worth all this money, but it would be quite difficult for Charles to sell up and move on. So maybe that is the reason why they do pocket, you know, money from the duchies of Lancaster and uh, and Cornwall, because in case there was a revolution, they might be uh, in need of a few quid to to set up homes. But it's a it's a it's a it is a complex issue because. On, on the headline figures, you look at it and you think, oh, the royal family are actually worth quite a lot of money. And then, uh, and then it's, 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 it's a complex issue. So, right, revolution. Mm. Not, not yet had one of those. Would be a rather busy working day for you. Unless you were joined on it. You might have to join I them might on the chopping block. Oh, who knows? I might be in it. Might be. <laughs> who knows <laughs> what's going to happen the next few years. It's been a topsy-turvy couple of years. I can't cope with this anymore. You've all got to go. <laughs> Riding a, a horse through, uh, through I London. I am your new king. <laughs> <laughs> but if a republic was installed, would the royal family retain the crown estate? No, because it is, it is a separate entity. The crown estate is not managed by the, um, uh, the UK government and it is not managed by the... Um, the the crown the the monarchy so because it was given over to the government in order to make as much money as possible which is still its primary purpose then um then it would be it would be separate and it's and it is separate as well to the two duchies so you've got lancaster and cornwall that make separate incomes for the royal family but that is their money and we could talk all day about whether that is their money or their land as well 
Right. I've, I've come up a bit harder against this question number four. How does the roughly $2 per person compare to what the US spends on security for the president? It's a bit difficult. The co- and the cost of the president are slightly complicated because you, you don't just pay for the current one. You have to keep paying for the previous ones. It's like us and all of our prime ministers where the bill, I mean, never mind inflation, the cost of looking after former prime ministers has cost, shot up rather lo- a lot in the UK mm. in the last couple of years, given we've gone through them at a rate of knots and they get an office and, and things forever and ever and ever. So I'm afraid I haven't managed to find an answer to that one. Oh, I, bet, I bet it's the cost of being or looking after the president far outweighs um the daily looking after the royal family right 100 was it 100 million quid to it's what 150 million dollars plenty yeah no chance i bet they're flying around on air force one i bet it costs that to fill it up every time <laughs> <laughs> and the beast carry the beast so we got we got somewhere hopefully with the crown estate to clear things up a little bit but yes I, I think it's fair to say we all have some questions about the royal family's finances but hopefully that provides a bit of an answer and it is always interesting to have a little pick through what else has been going on um now that we've managed to deal with the complicated mess that is the royal family's finances i'm going to share something slightly questionable with you all that if you watched the um the Formula One at the weekend, you may or may not have noticed. Long to reign over us, God save the yes, that was Damien Lewis. Is that Elvis? No. <laughs> Is Elvis in the building? It's Damien Lewis of Homeland Gosh. and general acting What are you fame. doing? Busking? Play, uh, clearly doing the Jubilee pageant last uh, last summer's rather gone to his head or playing King Henry VIII or something. Anyway, but it was him and a saxophone singing. I mean, the, I did see it. I'm being facetious, but it, I thought it was ridiculous. The, fa- the faces on the drivers when they were having to watch this as well. Who's the chap from brilliant. Eurovision? Sam something. You know who he is. Oh, yeah. The one with the long hair. Yes. He did the year before. I saw him. He's brilliant. Better. Yeah, he's going to get much worse. It is a tricky... I mean, ours is a tricky anthem, I think, at times. But that was... I mean, well done, Damien, for giving it a go. I'm sure you really enjoyed it. So that's that's the main thing. I'm glad you had had a good time. Um, Other things on the sporting front, or things that we've enjoyed. Nice loving at the polo. We were looking forward to it um, when we recorded last Thursday. I enjoyed Kate's outfit. Reminded me of the Wedgwood again. A bit like remembering back to the tour, I think, of Singapore. She had like a blue and white type outfit outfit that always makes me think of nice Wedgwood pottery. Good one for the um, the body language, body therapist, whatever they're called. <laughs> body therapist, that's what you've been having. <laughs> I have been, yeah. Judy James, body language expert situation, yeah, yeah. that one? Yes. Why? Well, with a lot of PDA going on. It does feel like it's probably the main event of the year where they sort of relax and they're a bit sort Let of the hair down. romantic. Kate got on the bubbles as well. I like, saw. I mean... You know, because they don't normally, I mean, you get those awkward p- images of them supping a pint and yeah. looking at the camera. She's definitely a Prose- not Prosecco, just champ- champagne lady. Oh, it's not Prosecco, darling, come on. So, uh, yeah, anyway, it looked like they have a, had a great time. Does William always win? Is that essentially how it works? I can't imagine he's going to lose. But fair enough, a million pounds for charity. Big round of applause, because that is, that's an incredible amount of money, credible feat as well for the charities. But surely he's going to win. Every, every yeah. time. Well, it means he gets a kiss. <laughs> I've got, well, you know, Which is what everybody wants to see. Play up to the I cameras. Mean, it's, it's not wedding day snogs, but it's a, mm. it's, it's a lovely thing for them to show and look like they have a good time. Um, and there was a 
video that came out as well um, of William on the Windsor Walkabout. I don't know whether this is just sort of resurfaced and was kicking around at the time and I missed it, but a little boy being like, how long, how long until we're able to see Prince William? Like William's literally standing there. He's sort of not realised who he is and William's like, little wink, oh, we don't know where he is. Have you seen him yet? And just playing along. It's like, well, this little boy thinks he's the government before finally realising actually it's William. So that's all very cute. We were talking a bit earlier about the Duchy of Cornwall and William making kind of new plans for it. He went to the Duchy of Cornwall Nursery, which is in a place called Lost Withiel. So not, not my bit of Cornwall, but it does sound rather nice. And they do Camel, Camel Valley fizz with their afternoon tea, which is the nice cor- Cornish sparkling wine, which is very delicious. So I might have to go visit. Is Cornwall jam and cream? Jam and cream. Jam first, yep. I can't, I can't deal with this. Oh my goodness. We had this debate know, last time around as well. I tried it as well. Um, um, you can fit more cream on my little more one jam went, and more cream if you do my it little one went to a party and uh, brought me back a little goodie bag with I, some is that how it works these days that I thought the goodie oh, bags no, were for the children oh no she's always instructions of you know what's in the goodie bag <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was actually her cousin's party so they came back with some sandwiches and like little little mini buffet and they were some clotted cream some jam and I tried it I just can't I just can't do that I've got to go cream first no. Respect to wrong. the Devonites. No, I'm with What, Devon- I'm with what people from Devon called? I don't know. Oh, the Devonites now. So. <laughs> Not quite Cornish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Williams. Um, <laughs> Cornwall. So oh, yeah, we're, we're doing we're loads of stuff in Cornwall. We are in Devon because Dartmoor mm. well, is it's, Devon. Yeah, it is, yeah. But it's part of the Duchy of Cornwall. Yeah, well, my... Confusing that, isn't it? But he's uh, expanding, they're doubling the size of the Wisman, Wisman Forest. Which is rather nice. They are. So clearly all the um, environmental <coughs> stuff going on. Um, and also, actually, not, not long before we came into the studio to record, there was a, a W signed tweet, which, as we know, is one that yes. William, William is something that William particularly cares about and sort of said, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to send this. This is an important thing and be something a bit personal. So uh, brave and inspirational at Delhi official discussing mental health is not a sign of weakness. Let's keep the conversation going. We're all with you and we wish you the very best. So that was retweeting yeah. a very emotional interview between Gary Neville, England sort of legend of English football and Manchester United, who's become a very, um, you know, a major analyst, I guess, TV, um, TV pundit, but is now doing interviews as well. And his, this latest one is with Deli Ali, who has been a really successful English footballer yeah, and sort, sort of lost his way away. a little yeah. bit over the last few years but incredible talent and he's 27 now he's come back to Everton um sort of Liverpool city rivals and he's and he's definitely had a, a difficult spell not only in his playing career but in his life and and talking to to Gary Neville who's a as you said celebrated footballer and commentator and presenter and um, some some real difficult moments talking about how he was uh, yeah, abused uh, at 6 years old he uh, has an addiction to sleeping pills he's had a tough tough time it's a it's a very very hard rending watch and I think that um, the fact that William has identified that and using his platform to obviously highlight the interview but I'll also highlight the wider message of mental health is something that um, certainly should be applauded and you can only watch that um, interview and, and wish him all the best. Absolutely. Um, continuing on the sporting theme, 
Camilla headed to Wimbledon. She looked like she had a great day she out. Looked, you look like a great day. Patted the search dog. I mean, it's probably not to be recommended unless you are the queen. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, they're quite friendly and chilled out at Wimbledon most of the time, although everyone is on alert for the old just stop oil and the orange orange dust going everywhere and yeah. general, general invasions. But um, Camilla revealed, so the queen revealed that... Apparently, she was a ball girl at Queen's Club. Yes. She said she when she was chatting with the ball, ball girls and boys, she was like, you have to be very agile. I remember doing it 100 years ago at Queen's. It's quite difficult. So I just, I quite enjoy her um, very self, sort of self-deprecating reference to her age there as well. And it just mm. being sort of just quite... Um, yeah, so lovely. It's not like something that she'd boast about or it's it, it slipped in some it's just a conversation to with one of the uh ball girls and we would have never known i think that like that's a nice touch yeah it's like it's not 100 percent clear i guess whether she was doing it like professionally whether she was just doing it for some for some game that was happening at queen's club where you're yes. there playing tennis yeah, but either way right. either way also mike and zara tindall they're having the best summer. They're just going to everything. Not a bad gig. Well, they're at Glastonbury as well. They're at some festival. Oh, uh, they were at Isle of Wight. They Isle were of Wight, yeah. I don't know whether God, they're at what Glastonbury a, what or not. What a summer already. I know. Killing it. Grand Prix, all of it. Um, so all of that is going on. One more message to share from a listener, a message from Amanda. She says, hi, Pod Save. I would like to recommend a great read for your American cousins and anybody else who probably is not... Um, not England-based, called Put the Kettle On by Trish Taylor. It's an American's guide to British slang, telly and tea. Quick read and would love to know what you think. I found it helpful when listening to the pod. So I think we talk of, we throw a bit of slang in there. So hope, oh, yeah. hopefully we mainly make sense to people. But um, love the pod. Thanks so much. So thanks, Amanda, for that lovely message. And glad you found the Russell international Russell translator. I mean, I'm not sure what I'm going on about most of the time. So. Um, Stateside, Harry and Meghan did get a nomination on the, uh, the Hollywood Not Critics another Awards. one. I mean, nobody will know that reference, but it's, <laughs> it's a gift now, isn't it? Oh, well, from the part a lady of the election. Oh, yeah, talk, told about the election. And she said, not another one. I feel like this when I hear about Harry and Meghan's awards. You're just jealous. We've not been nominated for anything oh, we for a couple of years. We haven't even put in for any of them. But we did win. We, we won a couple of years ago. We I did. still got the trophy. I, I ought to lend it to you sometime. I think it's still on my Twitter or something, award-winning yes. podcast. But well, yeah, we are. Can't take it away from can't, us. No. We did win it. Um, but they missed what out. is this one? Hollywood Critics Award in the category of Best Streaming Non-Fiction Series. But they missed out on an Emmys nomination. For what? The, oh, for, for Netflix, Netflix series. Okay. For the Netflix. Right. Oh, okay. So, so good luck to them. Well, it did great numbers, didn't it? It did. I mean, you know, bit of a horror show for the royal family, but yeah, <laughs> we've been there. I think. I think we've we've recovered from all of this. I mean, I don't want to hear about it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like. Does it feel like it stopped? Do you think they have drawn a line <sighs> under it, no, or do you I think it's going I mean, to come back around? I feel like they need. They, I feel like in the same way we were talking listen. about the royals taking a break and they getting everything break. in order and working out what their plan they is and come back in September is it are the Sussexes sort of in the same I think they've, they've they've had a lot of issues you know the, the embarrassment of the Spotify um contract being cancelled I mean who knows really it was just they both walked away from by mutual agreement I don't think necessarily say we can say it's cancelled but um is Netflix going to be renewed when's the Invictus Documentary coming out, even though that that should be great. Um, what are the projects in the pipeline? The fact that Bill Simmons r- absolutely rubbished them. I mean, the Invictus an, series should be great. Like Invictus, yeah, is and such Invictus a is great coming up in Dusseldorf. So sh- would it will it tie in with that? Maybe. Um, 
I just think they need to take stock. What do they want to be? Do they want to go and save the world? Great. Use your platform. Do that. Be famous. Nobody's begrudging you that. But there's something about just absolutely trying to devastate the other side of the family and knowing that they haven't got any say in the matter. It's just, I think people found it a bit unfair. So we'll, anyway, we'll mm. see what happens next. Look forward to, you know, they they are both talented people who care about stuff and have a platform. So it would be great to see them doing good things. Sure, it. nobody's going to begrudge them that because with that, with a platform like that, can only good things can only come from a charitable sense. Yeah. You know, money, spotlight, getting things done, that's going to be absolutely incredible and what they said they left to do not all the noise but then you've got to fund it so anyway it's yeah. all a bit all a bit tricky they need their own crown estate but <laughs> don't we all anyway um but one one podcast which is continuing is fergie's yes she sounds like she's having a really nice time doing it as well, well she is and i think i've written in my newsletter today about how after all the noise of the last couple of years, right? It's nice to just have Fergie speaking about the Queen's dogs and her being happy. I mean, the bravery that she's dealt with her cancer diagnosis is absolutely commendable. Being completely selfless, saying, you know, this isn't necessarily about me. It's trying to work, raise awareness, even though she's in the belly of the beast in her recovery period. And she's talking you know, that the fact that she can just get about and go and walk the dogs finally and the dogs are happy and they're talking about the fact that she took them to this place in the Windsor Estate where the Queen used to take them and I think that that's just really heartwarming. It's very human And we don't well. need all the shouting and stuff do we at the moment. <laughs> the sun is trying to shine outside and let's all just be a bit happier. Let's be a bit happier. Well I've been very happy to hang out with you again yeah, you Russell. Too. It's always, always nice to see you. Um, listeners I do apologise for inflicting Damien <laughs> My word. on you um i don't apologize for inflicting russell myers on you and uh, it's been lovely having you with us again this week but until next time pod save the king we're having a good one today you're right <laughs> Any water, you right? Any water, yeah. Just remembering it's the all bit. over your chair. That's fine. That's all over my dress, fine. Just remember the bit earlier where Dan said about doing it, <laughs> doing it in one take. Oh, dear. Right. Okay.